in my Intercontinental Championship against that barefoot bum, Matt Riddle. And technically, he beat me because he had the element of surprise. But tonight, uh, no surprises, no shoes, and no chance Riddle's going to beat me. He's a flash in the pan, and this is still the house that A.J. Styles built. What does A.J. stand for anyways? Arrogant jackass? Last time was no fluke. And after I win the Intercontinental title, I'll officially be the bro that runs this show. Styles versus Riddle. They can tear the house down, and I think we're going to get a new champion crowned tonight. Tonight, I have a very special mystery guest on Moment of Bliss. Who could it be? I don't listen to help. Dude, are you afraid to fight the monster among men, Braun Strowman, tonight? Because he's big. No. That'd be like being afraid to fight Jean-Claude Van Damme because he's awesome. You know what else is awesome? Jean-Claude Van Damme's yacht. He threw a huge party on it a couple years back at Cannes. Did you fight Jean-Claude Van Damme on a yacht? Don't be ridiculous. Of course I did. And I wiped the deck with him, too. Let me ask again. Are you afraid to fight the monster among men, Braun Strowman, tonight? Afraid? I'm freaking terrified. Hey, Morrison. The horror show at Extreme Rules might just start tonight. I just hope Bray Wyatt's watching. <laughs> we are going to become tag team champion this Sunday. Will the match be in a steel cage or will it be a tables match? When I beat the E tonight, it will be our choice. Spoiler alert! You two will not defeat us for our WWE World Tag Team Championships this Sunday and Cesaro tonight. You ain't gonna beat Big E either. They call Cesaro the Swiss Superman and I definitely know why. Because when I look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Oh no, my fist is his lowest lane. <laughs> What's going on? Every time I intend on following up with the other topics, because I still have a, li a, a whole bunch of fucking topics that I still need to fucking do, but I figure because uh, in a less than less than like an hour and a half or so, um, the Extreme Rules Horror Show is going to start, so I just decided maybe I should just do the wrestling stuff quickly and also maybe cover some of the, some of the news that's... Sorry, man. I'm belching like a fucking madman. There's no edit button on this. I could I could redo it again, but you know who gives a shit really? Who's fucking who? Who who is listening anyways? Really, right? Come on. I mean, you're talking about a guy who you know tweets. By the way, yo, I'm getting I'm getting more and more comments. I think my trolls are trying to get me to like uh, to basically send me a message, basically that you know I'm not wanted on social media, like on Twitter, basically because. I will tweet, and they'll be like, who, who are you tweeting to? No one interacts with you. You have 12.5 followers. I mean, I'm following. It's going low and low. It's been on a decline, but that's cool. 
um, I, the thing is, is like, you want me off, right? But it's like people, the, the important people that are, you know, the, the masses don't give a shit, but the, the important people are, are paying attention to what I'm saying. Because you, you're monitoring, you're talking about it in your group chats, you're talking about how to pay me a compliment. The, the thing they do, they decide to like message me with a compliment, but then it's like a backhanded compliment. So you know what I mean? And then, you know, and, and they'll keep bringing up how no one's interacting with me uh, on, on Twitter, which is, which is fine for me because at least I can put up my theories and not have to uh, worry about it. And then when they do, when it does become convenient to look at my tweets from, you know, certain fucking group chats and all that, then of course they'll come into play. But right now it's like, I'm like, I, I say it, I'm the kid ink of fucking Twitter. Like, I can just tweet and do my thing. People just let me exist. And no one cares that I exist, really. So, I mean, it's the best of both worlds, really. Yeah, Trust me, you don't really want your tweets fucking... It's some of the people that fucking, you know, go after fucking certain people online for an opinion anyways. You know, it's 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 really fucked up anyways. But, um, let me, uh... Let me, uh, f- uh go with the results. And then I, I, I'll go with the results of some of the shows. And then uh, I will... Go into my predictions. I I'm I don't think I'm gonna be able to do, the you know. Don't worry. I, I'm sure there's no loss about this either. But I'm I'm not gonna be. I'm I don't think I'm gonna be able to do the, uh, uh you know, uh, after each match, give my opinion on it. But at the same time, I'm not really good at fucking even. I my main strengths are basically telling you the thoughts about where storylines are gonna go and you know where I see it from that point on. But I'll, I'll go with the NXT, AEW, and SmackDown, and then I'll go into that. And then I'll talk about some fucking news. Hopefully, I'll get it done within an hour, but probably not. But, you know, with me kind of going fast, whatever, I can talk about some of the things I liked about this week. I thought AEW had the better show overall this week. Um, I mean, it was Fight for the Fallen, so it was like another special show. So, of course, it might, it, you know, and they they actually did well in the ratings, Um they bounced back, and also in the quote unquote, of course, the key, the key thing, the demo. That seems to be the fucking you know thing that everyone goes to essentially, but what you heard at the top of the uh, hour was uh, the top of the fucking hour. The top of the fucking show was the intro for SmackDown. They did the reason why I put that there. I, it was kind of cheesy, but I I liked. Uh, the Saturday night main event feel to it, you know what I mean? I, I really, really dug the Saturday night main event feel um, to the uh, entire, uh, to the entire, th- I, I honestly wish they would do a Saturday night main event, but I mean, it wouldn't mean much now, because first of all, it's not going to be on NBC. Second of all, you could do a network special where you could do that, but the thing is, is like, they already have enough fucking pay-per-views, but I, I wouldn't mind if they did a Saturday night main event, with that, with that kind of intro, and you do it with all three brands, essentially, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't mind that at all, but that, that I, 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 that was one thing that popped me from fucking SmackDown, so I'll just start with SmackDown first, even though it's, like, the later show, so after they did the, uh, Saturday Night Main Event intro, uh, Cesaro and Big E fought, and this was, uh, 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 this was, again, I, I always dig when Cesaro's in the ring, and I think Big E's an underrated guy, you know what I mean? So, I I mean, it was obviously, you obviously knew that Cesaro was winning because, I, mean, I mean, that's how they book fucking champions on the way to a fucking pay-per-view, right? They, they, they always uh, do it that way. 
essentially, you know what I mean? Like, they always, um, I mean, except for the, the, the women's, the women's, the women's, they've been building that kind of weird. I mean, for the first time, they're actually keeping the fucking champion, the, the Bailey, actually strong going into pay-per-view. But, like, you're making the fucking challenger, like, lose all the way. So, like, it kind of, like, it's like, unless you're throwing us for a fucking loop, I don't know. Hold on one second. Let me pull up the result. <coughs> pull up the results, so I can at least see some of the fucking matches at least. You know what I mean. But yeah, it started off with like Cesaro and Biggie, and it, it, I mean, and listen, and then Biggie and uh, Kofi, they keep coming out with their um. They keep coming out with uh, the armbands. Which which I which, which which I'm a fan of. I I think that's dope that they're actually be, being being allowed to do that. You know what I mean? Um, the like the uh, you know um, there was like a you know crushing Cesaro against the steel steps. Uh, 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 there's one part where uh, Cesaro sidestepped him and uh, Biggie hit the uh, the ring post. Um, both of them hit their fucking signature moves, uh, you know, it, it, it traded back and forth, basically, um, with the, and then in the end, basically, with the help of Nakamura, Cesaro was able to hit the neutralizer for the win, so Cesaro and Nakamura, you know, they grab the table, and, and it's, you know, Claire, I, I, unless they're trying to fool you and say that it's gonna be a chairs match, I don't, I, I guess you can see that it's gonna be a fucking tables match, essentially, um, then there was a moment of bliss, and, and the whole week there, because again, it was like the five-year anniversary of the women's revolution of when, like, uh, Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky, uh, went into the main roster, and they made their debut, so, like, of course, they're doing the five, uh, five-year anniversary of that, and I can't believe it's been five fucking years, the time goes by when you're fucking just sitting in your mom's basement doing diddly shit with the rest of your fucking life and hoping that you die, but... Here we are, five years later, guys. Which is also like the night. It's also past the nine-year anniversary of the Money in the Bank match between uh, John Cena and uh, and CM Punk. I'll get into that because that that has some personal fucking thoughts on that shit. But um, basically, like you know, they're gonna do uh, Nikki Cross like thinking that she was gonna be the 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 guest or whatever. It's like okay, this is so fucking stupid or whatever. But then Bailey and Sasha came out. And again, I'm already getting sick of these interactions, man, with, 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 with these four already. Like, I like Sasha and Bailey, but I just, I don't know. And I like, and the thing is, it's just like, I, I just, I, I have, I have no idea, like, like, how many times can you see these people interact with each other, but Alexa Bliss did the best thing for her, did the best thing in her career, and she brought out Asuka as a special guest, which, okay, you thought it was going to be something else, where, like, maybe Stephanie McMahon coming on, and they're going to announce that there's going to be Evolution too. that's what everyone was hoping, but it was just more of, it was more of Asuka came out, a brawl broke out, so then a tag match, I think Bliss, for some reason, has the authority to make a fucking tag match, so that fucking happened, and, um, uh, that happened, and then, um, hold on, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was it was a, it was a real physical fucking confrontation, but it was basically to just you know put because like you know Sasha's challenging Oscar for, uh, for the title and Nikki Cross is challenging things, so I guess they just needed a 
justified reason to have Asuka on there, right? Since they're, since they're doing that whole people can cross over like three times a year or something. I, I don't know. What, 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 they'll change it like tomorrow or something like that. But I thought it was I thought it was a I thought it was an okay match. It wasn't as good as the match on Monday with um with uh, what's her name with uh, sorry what what's their name Oscar and Kyrie Zayn versus Sasha and Bailey, which I thought was fucking I, I thought was cool. Um, uh, the match basically ended with um when uh, Cross took control of Bailey and you know a series of kicks and all that. Then she turned the tables on her. This this led to uh, Cross being kind of double teamed, and then after, uh, and then after like you know each of them shined in the fucking ring. Um, Bailey stole the win by using the ropes for leverage. You know what I mean? So, so again, so like it's it's weird because like I've been always criticizing that the 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 on the bills the pay per view, they always have the champion just fucking taking losses, right? And the thing is, is like you you take losses. So then, what's the point? Like you're like, okay, we're 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 hinting that oh look, she keeps losing to this person, so it must mean they're gonna lose. But this time, it's like they did the complete opposite, and they have fucking what's her name, uh, Nikki Cross taking all these losses all for like like the whole build to this fucking thing. She won one match to get the fucking shot, but then every combination she would be the one to lose. You would think they at least put Bliss in that role to lose, at least if you want to keep Bailey fucking strong or whatever and keep the rivalry going on. But even that played in, like, later on, later on in the backstage, they were... Nikki Cross uh, was trying to get, like, you know, encouragement from Bliss, who was, like, giving her her word that, you know, she has her back and all that, which is always a signal that, you know... That's always a signal that, you know, someone's going to turn. So I basically think that Bliss is going to maybe, you know turn on her essentially i don't i i have no idea but i but bliss but uh what's her name cross attacked bailey backstage when they when the uh, sasha and uh, uh bailey were doing their interview and and then you know you got into a whole shoving contest and then what else fucking happened here um then we had uh Oh, yeah, then, of course, we had a promo package from Bray Wyatt talking about the swamp and all of that. The thing is, it's like, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm not hateful against this feud like everyone else's. But the thing is, is, like, like, you're fighting a character that notoriously has failed in the past. Like, his character has, like, failed in, in the past. So it's like, is, so is, is, is Braun going to beat, it's a good show that Braun can beat Bray Wyatt, the fucking Firefly Flunthouse guy, and then he can beat the fucking old, old swamp, swamp leader, you know, that he was prior, the cult leader that he was prior to The Fiend, and then the SummerSlam match is going to be where The Fiend basically wins. It's, it's, it's like basically Bray Wyatt's going to ha- have the belt until Roman Reigns comes back, when the crowd comes back. So then Roman Reigns could probably beat Bray Wyatt, and then uh, Roman Reigns will be the champion going to WrestleMania. Unless they're going to have Goldberg beat fucking Bray Wyatt again, and then just redo what they were supposed to do this year instead of with... But I mean, the the better choice would be having... If you're going to go that route, you should just have Roman Reigns just fucking beat Bray Wyatt then, I guess. You know what I mean? I don't want to see Goldberg beat him fucking twice. In fact, I think uh, Bray Wyatt should... If Bray Wyatt wins the belt back at SummerSlam, he should fucking get the title back, basically. 
I thought Braun Strowman cut a cool, uh, a dope fucking promo. Uh, I thought um, Bray Wyatt cut a a, a promo that like, looked made Miz and Morrison look strong. Basically, like talking about how he had to fucking face his fears, and he basically Bray Wyatt's basically bringing out this fucking really dark side of him where he's becoming like maniacal, like his uh, um, old his old self. Basically, when he debuted. He was more quiet then, obviously, but, like, it just seems, like, more and more, like, his, his, he's wearing the hairstyle like he used to have it before, kind of, in a way. I mean, he was, but, like, because it's not tied back like it used to be. Um, but I thought, like, you know, Miz looked fucking spooked when Bray Wyatt was doing, uh, um, the, when, when, uh, when Bray Wyatt was doing his promo. He looked more spooked than when, uh, m- uh, when Maurice fucking yelled at him in a fucking Zoom call, uh, right right in front of Xavier Woods. Let's, let's hear that for a second. Oh, he's talking about the scoreboard. Hold on. No, I'm serious. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm serious. What? I'm trying to do something I'm here. Playing a video game. I'm trying to hey, concentrate because I have a Zoom meeting and you're not respecting that. Your dad is. I can't hear what's going on, but I think Maurice is getting yelled at. <laughs> fucking wife i wonder if like that was like like i i, I you know, they do a fucking reality show so i mean that could be for their reality show i mean i don't know i think it's when it comes to celebrity fucking uh marriages and stuff like that you know i you guys know how i fucking feel about uh how i think there are a lot of them are for show like you know what i mean like a lot of them are probably still getting down with other people and all that type of shit and then when they need to sell a storyline, be like, oh, look, uh, he cheated on her, or whatever. Like, the fucking people involved don't fucking know what's going on. So, I mean, if, if like, if something happened with Miz and Maurice, I guarantee you, like, that one is going to be, like, something that is played in a highlight reel of Miz. I felt bad for the guy, man. Holy shit. Like, being scolded in front of a... Uh, I mean, it, it, it's funny to just see... Adam Cole was the one that was laughing the most. Tyler Breeze was, like, you know, acting like a complete fucking troll, basically, like, making funny faces, Xavier, it, it was funny, the Samoa, Samoa Joe was, uh, was, like, 
Samoa Joe just in the corner right there. I was laughing my fucking ass off or whatever. But I, but <laughs> anyways, um, what they called Strowman, uh, Strowman fucking uh, destroyed Morrison in like a really really fucking like lethal fucking way. Like Morrison like is good at selling a fucking ass kicking. Like especially the the, the way how like with how agile he is and all that type of stuff. You know the whole parkour shit he does. So he's able to fucking make like an ass kicking look fucking really really ruthless. I just hope he doesn't get into that fucking that mind frame where he has to constantly be in that fucking uh and be in that kind of, uh, like, WWE put that kind of use to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they'll always go, oh, well, this guy sells a lot, so we can just have him lose all the time. I would rather someone like Morrison kind of be pushed to the fuck, you know, pushed to the solo guy. I think that you did as much as you can right now with the Miz and Morrison fucking reunion thing. Maybe you have them fucking feuding or at some point. I don't know. But I mean, I mean, but again, Strowman fucking, you know, took care of him in that manner, you know, took care of him really, really, really fucking fast, of course, um, what else happened right here, hold on, um, Stro- yeah, Strowman did that, uh, the other thing was, uh, again, this caused controversy online because of, you know, everything that's going on. It feels, uh, you know, orchestrated, and, and, and if it's for a push, I have no fucking qualms about it. By the way, Strowman did a fucking power slam, but, like, it was, like, after, like, a series of fucking, like, like hard hits to the fucking guy and all that, like, and already fucking throwing him around already, like a ragdoll. But uh, next match, you know, Lacey Evans was uh, playing the heel, which she sh- should be the heel, because that's her fucking character, it should be that. She shouldn't be a fucking face. But it was a short match. And I, I liked the, the finish of it where she had uh, Naomi's braids tied up to the fucking ropes. And already that has like racial connotation to it. Because like a white woman touching a fucking black woman's hair is like, you know, a big no-no. It's like it's like literally anything, like literally everything is like something to do with racial shit. And, and, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that maybe because we normalize so much shit. You go, oh shit, that's kind of racist, whatever, but I thought it was clever that she had it tied up, and then when Naomi got it done, then she walks into a woman's right, so you know what I mean, she, it wasn't like they made Naomi look bad, it was just like, it, you know, she, she, she uh, uh, Lacey got the best of her, and then it tricked her to do the move, so, I mean, it, it'll continue the fucking feud, but everyone online is like, even Kiki Palmer who, you know, wants to play, you know what I mean, because they've been trying to build a buzz for Naomi, and I think that it's by design, and it's done on, I think it's done on purpose and all that, like, to, uh, to get people, like, to, like, just get behind her, you know what I mean, you have to make it seem like people are are an underdog, maybe we'll find out that there's some story where Vince McMahon doesn't want to fucking push her or something like that, like, you know what I mean, like, I, I have no idea, but I feel like this is like leading to something because, you know, and, and I'm glad that people are getting behind her. I, I, people will be like, oh, she's only getting pushed. People will go, oh, she's not that great and all that. But like, I think she is great. I think she can be uh, better than what they've given her. And again, this is like, uh, this is like a detrimental on WWE because they've had Naomi. Naomi's been there since like 2009, 2010. Uh, like, I know she was in developmental in 2009, 2010 or so and all that. Um, but like she did, uh, the, she, she did the NXT, um, reality thing that they always used to do. 
And out of all the women, like, it, it was either, like, you know, AJ was the only other one that showed kind of potential. But when I watched it, and, and a lot of the girls weren't really that great, Naomi was, like, one of the only people that I go, oh, yo, this person's actually going to be sick when, uh, like, she actually gets, like, you know, when they actually put her on the main roster. But, you know, you, you know what they did with her for the, for the first, like, couple of years? Uh, put her with Cameron as a... As a dancer, which which is fine if you're gonna make them wrestle, but they never really got a chance to wrestle much until like the whole total divas thing started happening. You started putting her on regularly. If if you would have put her in the thick of things, um, right away, right after the whole NXT thing, maybe she would have been way way better off, and we wouldn't be having this debate if she is capable of it. Because I mean, she's very very athletic. Is she like the best worker? No, not really, but you can still work around that. I mean, listen, if you can give Bliss, who, sorry, she isn't that great of a fucking worker. If you can give her long-ass title reigns and give her all these pushes, why is Naomi being, mag- why is there a magnifying glass on Naomi's skills or, or, or lack thereof or whatever that you want to fucking make an excuse for so then all these fucking, you know, white racist fans can, you know, start saying, Oh, it's because she's black, she's getting pushed during this fucking time and all that type of shit. But it's like, okay, well, she, 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 she's clearly fucking over. So I, what, what, isn't, isn't that what people always said that should be the factor of the, uh, of it? Like people, like when she came back, there was like, she was like a, she was a social media um, um, uh, she had, like, social media buzz when she came back at Royal Rumble, and she had a very good, she had some good highlights in that shit, so, I me, personally, I'm for Naomi getting a fucking push, I hope they don't turn her heel, though, I mean, some people are saying that she should go to Raw and team up with Bianca, which, you know, people want them to be single stars, but the thing is, is, like, okay, like, not everyone can be a single star at the moment, so, why not build a good tag team division for people that are not really in the main event program? You can still, like, build something, you know what I mean? But, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what fucking goes on with that, but I didn't mind that. And then I guess the uh, main event was Styles versus Riddle, um, which was... Which was a really, really, really good match, by the way. I go out of your way to see it. I'm trying to look at how it fucking ended. Um, Hold on one second. Let me look at this. Uh, uh, Yeah, so, yeah, they're doing, like, basic lockups and counters. Um, Then Styles hit one with a few strikes. Got a few strikes on him. Uh, Riddle showed off, like, a lot of, uh, showed off his, uh, his strength by, you know, hitting two, like, I like the gut-wrench suplexes that he fucking does, man, though, like, and he did two of them in a fucking row, um, uh, AJ got control again, you know, got the upper hand, um, began working on, uh, Riddle's leg, um, put on the calf crusher, um, he was still, like, in control of it, um, then, uh, then, uh, then, uh, then, uh, then after like a second break, Riddle hit a German suplex out of nowhere. Um, Riddle countered the phenomenal forearm, um, but he didn't really capitalize on on that though. He he uh, he again he allows the, he allows AJ to get the fucking calf crusher on him, and then uh, um, 
then uh, Riddle kind of reversed it into his own submission before AJ, uh, like, you know, AJ reversed it uh, again into, like, he stacked him up for a fucking pin, essentially. And then after the match, you know, he offered uh, Riddle his uh, his hand, and uh, Riddle shook it, and then, of course, Baron Corbin came out from behind and beat the living shit out of AJ, which was, okay, fine, cool, you're gonna do that, right? And then, uh, but, like, like again, people assume this feud's only gonna be, listen, I think it's a good prelim feud for, for, for him, but, like, you know, the thing is, when you have a feud with Corbin, it doesn't just end within a month. I guarantee you these guys are going to have, like, at least five, six matches on television, then on pay-per-view. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it'll, it'll be like a typical Baron Corbin feud. But you know what? Maybe it's better to get this shit out of the fucking way before he goes on to better things or whatever. You know, he can, can, he, if AJ Styles still has a title, you can always make him go back to that, but... I don't know. We'll see what 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 uh, what what's Corbin how this feud's gonna fucking go, and I'll I'll, I'll go along with NXT um in a minute, but I might as well just do the fucking predictions of the horror show, I guess. Um, you know what I mean? Hold on, one second. Let me delete these. Uh, there you go. Um, let me look at stream rules, um, you know, I, I, let me look, look at some of the fucking results for this one, let me see what's gonna happen, the horror, sh the horror show, I thought something, like, in real life was gonna happen and be established by then, because you know how like, these things, like, because, like, for example, people always go, oh my god, they're naming it the horror show, and, like, a horror show is really happening inside that fucking company right now, right? So I thought by now something even more established would fucking be horrible. That would be like, oh, look, WWE is always down on their luck, but they did that on purpose, basically, you know what I mean? Um, let me, let me look at the, okay, so we got Kevin Owens, I guess that's gonna be on the pre-show, Kevin Owens versus, uh, Murphy, um, which will, um, which I, I I will I'll take uh I'll say that uh um I'll say both me and the WWE will fucking say that Kevin Owens wins, you know what I mean? I I'll I'll take that. Um, hold on one second. Let me put that down. Uh, Extreme rules. Okay, so then we got, I, I, I'm guaranteeing you this is, uh, so New Day versus Cesaro and Nakamura. I'm going to say um, Cesaro, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura should win. And I will say that WWE will also go that route as well. Because I think, you know, New Day's, I mean, they, they, they don't really need it. But again, what else are they going to fucking do? Because, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're giving Kofi or Biggie a fucking push in any direction. It just seems like one of those title reigns that you're just putting on for the sake of it. You know what I mean? So, I'll, I'll say, to make it fresh, Cesaro and, uh, Cesaro and Nock uh, are going to win the titles by a table match. I, I think this match will actually be good. I think it might be one of the highlights of it. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but... 
I mean, the, you know, normally when you, again, with, with, like, with, like, impact, like, how impact had it yesterday, like, with the hardcore match between Moose and Tommy Dreamer, when you do, the, again, and they chosen to have nobody in the crowd, so, it, I mean, it feels like re- a regular show for them, no, I'm joking, but, no, but, like, they, like, you know what I mean, so when you do these hardcore matches in a way, and it has no reaction, it doesn't really, it doesn't really mean shit, so, like, you know what I mean, like, so, with WWE having a crowd, like, with, like, some of the performers in the crowd or whatever, I'm sure this will seem like it's more lively than what it would be without no people in there that they would normally do a couple of months ago, you know? Um, safe to say that we're in this fucking post, uh, we're in this pandemic fucking era still, and we're gonna be here for a long fucking time, unfortunately. Um, MVP versus Apollo Crews. I will say I'll take uh, I'll take MVP, who's been a complete highlight of Raw in my personal opinion. Uh, I'll say that MVP gets the fucking win on that one. I I mean, thing is it's weird because Apollo Crews hasn't been on television, so like I I wonder if like like I maybe. Like, he, he ends up being injured or something like that, and he can't come in. So it kind of gives MVP uh, a rub. And I'm thinking maybe because they're hinting at, um, at Cedric turning heel, maybe Cedric will help MVP actually win. But I, I actually think it's safe to say that I think WWE will let Apollo Crews win this one. In my personal opinion, I think they'll go Apollo Cruz, because I you know I mean it just again like again and maybe that's a case of how good they built this fucking matchup for me to care about the U.S. title, which you know time to time they don't let me care about it because they don't treat it well. But I mean I say like this storyline has had more hype for the U.S. title since like. I don't know, John Cena being doing the open challenges, you know what I mean? Like, they, it really hasn't seemed like, uh, it hasn't seemed like, uh, like the title, you know, it, it's been passed around, whatever, a lot, the, the last couple, the last couple of years, but it seems like even when you go, okay, Samoa Joe has it, so maybe Samoa Joe will have, like, a, a cool-ass reign, no, he'll lose it in two weeks, Rey Mysterio has it, and Andrade, you know, had it for a while, but then, like, they didn't really do much with, I mean, he was also suspended for a portion of the fucking reign, but it's just, it's just surprising to me that, you know, I thought at least Andrade would be one of the guys that get a, a highlighted reign, you know what I mean, but they didn't let that happen, so maybe they'll just, just let Apollo Crews win, but overall, man, they did a good job uh, hyping me up for this, and MV, I gotta give credit to uh, MVP for this, because MVP has been, uh, a complete highlight of fucking raw for the for, for me basically you know um bro, uh, bro, I'll go, I'll go with the Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins now this is going to be interesting who's going to get a fucking eye? first of all I don't even know how this is going to fucking play out with with like I I wonder what they're going to fucking do like are they going to like really like, make it seem like an eye has been taken out, will it just be gushing blood or something like that, you know what I mean, like, it just, it just, it just seems fucking, especially during this whole pandemic era, where, like, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't be touching some people, someone's eye with your fucking hands, I, I hope they fucking wash their fucking hands before they fucking do this, of course, but I, I don't know, man, it's just, it's, it just seems, I, I, who, I'll, I'll say this, whoever loses is probably the Illuminati clone, 
They like you know what I mean. They're probably like ah, hey, you know what, Rey Mysterio could lose. They'll probably put an Illuminati clone there, so that you know what I mean. You'll be like, oh my god, they how did they do this? But it's like now they they have an extra body of a Rey Mysterio lying in their WWE Illuminati labs that they brought out, and that you know he he he'll have his eye fucking jabbed out. You know what I mean? And we'll just think, oh my god, this is just entertainment, haha. But no, it's really gonna someone's really eyes gonna be taken out. And again, this whole thing with like you know the, the eye. You know how they, like there's a whole Illuminati kind of thing with it, like a whole conspiracy thing, with the word, with the verbiage of sacrifice and the eye. I I really been feeling uncomfortable with that because like it's like if anything happens to any of these guys in real life, like in any situation, you know you're you you already fueled a bunch of fucking conspiracy videos from being made. Like, they already have, like, videos of, like, you know, like, them thinking that they predictive programmed fucking Eddie Guerrero's death already on, you know, thing, whatever. And you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there, like, at 3 in the morning in my fucking room looking to do, and I'm just like, oh, my God, maybe this is true or not, something like that, right? You know? I don't know. But, yeah, so I, I, I'm going to go with, um, I, I think WWE will let Rey Mysterio win, uh... I think WWE will let Rey Mysterio win. Um, and maybe Seth Rollins will get an eye get an eye taken out. And he'll have an eye patch. But then, but then my personal opinion, I think Rollins is going to win. I think Rollins is going to win because he... I think he needs a fucking win on a pay-per-view. He hasn't had one since this whole thing is... Like, since this whole thing has really kind of gone down. He keeps losing. So how is he gonna be a messiah? So I think he would have to win, um, and then I think at SummerSlam he and he and Alistair Black will probably go head to head, kind of in a way, right? We'll we'll, we'll see about that. I I mean like, that's what I think. I I thought more so they would build to a Rey Mysterio at SummerSlam, but if they're making Alistair Black get a good fucking feud out of it, I think he'd probably be the next one in line, basically. So you, I think you need Seth, I think my personal opinion, you need Seth Rollins to get a, a good win. Um, and, you know, because, and again, apparently Rey Mysterio is not working with the contract. So maybe this will be his way written out, maybe. Maybe Dominic actually fucking turns on him. since so everyone's been wanting that. I, I like that, like, we, we keep anticipating that, but then Dominic keeps proving that he's just, like, a good son. Like, he's not going to turn on his son. Like, why, why would he turn on his father for, basically? You know what I mean? But, I mean, I, I do expect, if, if Rollins does the win, I would expect that uh, Dominic will fucking help. But I could be fucking wrong in that. Or maybe Dominic gets his fucking eye taken out. I don't fucking know. I don't know how the hell this match is going to fucking work, really, man. I, I really don't. Um, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in the Swamp match. Apparently, this match has already been filmed. They, like, were working it was six, to, six to seven hours on this match. And it's going to probably be, like, 20 or 30 minutes so I, I'm I'm gonna just guess that like, uh, and again, is it for the is is it even for the fucking title? Like I I don't even fucking know. No, I don't think it is for the fucking title. I just think it's just a swamp fight. So I mean, I think Bray Wyatt will win this one. I think, I think Bray Wyatt will win this one, and it'll give uh, him <laughs> it'll give him uh, uh, a ti- a title uh, a, a title opportunity. <coughs> for SummerSlam, essentially, for the Fiend, I think uh, Bray Wyatt will win this one. 
And I think I think WWE will go that route as well, I think. I think WWE will go that route, and I'll go that route. So we'll see what happens here. Um, Nikki Cross versus Bailey. I'm going to say that, uh, you know, I'll take the gamble. I'll say fucking Nikki Cross wins. And maybe and, and maybe Sasha wins, uh, you know, with... with uh, and the thing is, that's going to be weird because then... Now, nah, you know what? I'll just... I'll, I'll, you know what? WWE might go fucking, uh, WWE might go, um, I'll say, yeah, yeah, I'll say WWE will go Nikki, no, WWE go Bailey, and then I will go Nikki Cross, no, you know what, man, just, just, just I'll, I'll, I'll take Bailey as well, fuck it, man, I'll take Bailey as well. Uh, you know, because again, cause I was this is what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that if Sasha wins against Oscar, maybe Bailey, maybe Nikki Cross will win, and then her and Bliss feud for it, and then Sasha and Bailey feud for the Raw Championship. But I think they should just keep it as is. Maybe Bailey on accident cost Sasha the match, so I'll just stick with Bailey as well. But I again, I was gonna say Cross, but I do think that. Uh, Nikki Cross, uh, that, uh, Alexa Bliss will turn on, uh, Nikki Cross, I, I don't know if that's gonna be real, but, uh, for real, but it seems like it's been going that way, cause again, I, I don't know, man, I don't buy Bliss as a fucking, uh, as a, as a, as a, as a baby face, like, you know, no offense to her or any of that, you know, um, Oscar and Sasha Banks, no, you know, I'll say that one for last, I'll say that one for last, because that to me is the main event. That should be the. I I think they'll either close with Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins, or they'll actually close with Oscar and Sasha Banks. To me, that's like probably the more hyped up match because nobody cares about the Strowman and Wyatt match, and definitely nobody gives a fuck about Drew McIntyre and Dolph fucking Ziggler. You know what I mean? Um. No, no one cares about that match really. Although, I'm, I'm wondering what the fucking... I wonder if there's going to be a coal miner's glove match. I, I wonder what the fucking stipulation is going to be. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it won't be anything witty at all. I'm sure it won't be anything surprising. It'll be something that, like... Like, you know how I was talking about earlier this week on my podcast about, like, how, like, you know, Miz and Morrison did a fucking thing. Or where Miz and Alex Riley did a thing where, like, Miz is like, I'm going to do something at, a, at, at an I Quit match that no one's ever done before. And it was, like, it's two-on-one. So, like, it could be something stupid like that where, like, you're like, oh, wow, it's never been done before, two-on-one. But I don't know. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say WWE will give Drew it. But you know what? At the same time, with, with all, and maybe they're, maybe they're doing it, um, doing it right. Uh, like, maybe they're doing it like, on purpose. But, like, there, there was some emphasis on Drew McIntyre never, um, Sorry, Dolph Ziggler never getting a fucking chance to win it. And him saying his hair was, like, detrimental to it. Even though, like, Shawn Michaels and Triple H are both have long blonde hair and they've been pushed, right? So I don't understand that nonsense. But, I mean, you know, I, I, mean, I mean, the current hairstyle he has, I don't know, man. He looks like... He looks like a like he looks like a, a soccer mom with that fucking haircut, man. I don't, I don't know. He, look, he, look, he looks like a, the definition of a Karen with that fucking hair, basically. Um, I'll, you know, I, I'll, 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 I'll just... Fuck up my own fucking prediction to just say Dolph Ziggler might win. So something about so something about it might be like, oh, no one's expecting Dolph Ziggler to win. But you know what? I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe he had a month to uh, for like a transitional fucking reign just to say he had it. 
even though I'm not fucking counting on it, but I'll just, you know, fuck up my own plans anyways. And for Sasha versus, um, Sasha versus Asuka, I will say that I want Sasha to win, just so I can, uh, maybe we can get a two-man power trip. Hopefully, it probably won't be, but I, I think WWE will really, uh, go the route of letting Asuka win, and I think Bailey might, like, accidentally cost her the match. And this is what's gonna lead. This is what's gonna probably push it. Tonight's result is what's gonna. Tonight's result and what's gonna happen tomorrow, or on SmackDown, is gonna be telling what Bailey and Sasha shit's gonna happen. Like, are they gonna make her? Like, are they gonna fucking start a feud? So, like, if Bailey accidentally costs her the match, then you know they're gonna um um basically implode, and that you know they're gonna start a SummerSlam feud essentially. I don't know if you should wait this long for it, you know? I, I really I really don't I really don't know if you should wait this fucking long for the fucking uh feud. I mean, ideally it would be better if you did it for WrestleMania, but can you hold that together till then, you know what I mean? Like I don't know, it just it just seems right now they're firing on all cylinders and uh you know, you might as well uh, uh do it now before it fucking become something that we're like, okay, well, now, you know, now the the expiry date is there, you know, so, who fucking knows, really, anyways, uh, that's the fucking predictions, I'll be back in one second to do the NXT, so let, let me see what I have here, so, I got Owens, I got Cesaro Knock, I got MVP, I got Rollins, Wyatt, Bailey, Dolph, and Sasha, and I think WWE will do Owens, Cesaro Knock, Apollo, uh, Mysterio, Wyatt, Bailey, Drew, and Oscar. So I mean, I, either or, you know, it's it's this is my subtle way of saying I have no friends to like you know do the prediction shows with. So I have to do it with like, well, how would WWE book it, and how would I book it? Anyways, who gives a shit? No one's paying attention to this fucking stupid show. Um, I'll be back with the NXT recap and, uh, AEW recap. i just do a quick one, man. I'm not gonna go through every fucking move, uh, and every, you know what I mean? I always, I, I have to say that because, again, I have to reassure myself that I'm, I'm a piece of shit who can't fucking even remember. Because I watch these shows and I can't remember every single thing. I have to tell you that I'm just analyzing it for the, uh, I'm just analyzing it for, like, where the storyline's gonna go and all that stupid shit, so... Uh, I'll be back in uh, one second to you guys. I don't know how long I'm going to be taking from it in my personal life. You know, again, it could be something that, you know, it's July 19th, 6.34 p.m. right now. And then it might be fucking July fucking 31st by the time I get back in one second. So who, who who's to know really, right? I'll be back in one second. Okay, well... I'll just go over the AEW and NXT stuff quickly. You know what I mean? I, again, I, I'm again. I feel like pressured because again, and not pressured, but like I'm like, okay, I, I can cover some wrestling. And normally, I was intending on just doing it, you know, just giving my thoughts gradually when different storylines happen. But now it seems like I'm doing a weekly type of deal. Like, you know what I mean? I'm covering news and, you know, even uh, some of the results a little bit. But um, with AEW, with AEW, um, I, I like uh, the, that uh, Sunny Kiss um, gave Cody a good challenge. Even though, you know, you have guys like Jim Cornette who are already, 
you know, he has, again, you know, he probably gets away with it because, you know, people have said behind the scenes he's kind of, you know, in the closet. I'm not saying that's true or not, but I'm just saying, but he'll keep kind of making these, you know, subtle homophobic fucking comments. And I, I notice that a lot more people on, on social media, especially the ones that want to, quote unquote, keep it real about certain things, they will like constantly make it known that they're not going to watch a Sunny Kiss match or... Oh, I have no interest in this. It's like, okay, well, you're like, you, you claim you weren't already watching to begin with. So why are you going to keep commenting on it? Like, I don't understand. I, I seen Sonny Kiss wrestle, um, like, you know, like, I, and that's where I saw him in, I saw him in Lucha Underground. I thought it was, uh, I thought, uh, he was really, really good in, uh, Lucha Underground. I thought, uh, like an actual in-ring work, whatever, right? You know, and listen, I, I, I was critical of like, like, if that's who Sonny Kiss is, right, then that's fine, right? But I always, I was kind of like, oh, are you making this uh, gay person representative a little too stereotypical or whatever, right? Because, you know, it's like it's, flam- it's like flamboyant. And especially when, like, you hear it now, you're like, well, because there's always a problem with, like, some representation. Like, well, the- well, yeah, you have a gay representation, but uh, you're making the person too, like, flamboyant. But if that's who he is, then, you know, then then, you know, then that's it's fine, but I mean, again, there's a lot of controversy. Not a controversy, but she had he had. Sorry, I'm I'm misgendering her again. I'm misgendering him again, but he claims that he goes by he and she. That's that's as his pronoun. So I'm not you know I'm not doing it on purpose, but but because he does he he does have a lot of feminine kind. He he does like have like you know like a lot of feminine femininity femininity to him. So you know sometimes. Uh, I, you know, sometimes, sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I refer to him as as a she sometimes, because that whole controversy with him and JR, where JR misgendered him, and people started shitting on JR, and then uh, Sonny Kiss had to come online and clarify, you know, that, no, no, I go by, I go by both pronouns and all that. But anyways, he came out, he did, like, you know, this dance with, like, the cheerleaders and all that, and I thought, okay, that's cool, whatever. But what I liked about this match, right, because in storyline, he's supposed to be someone that isn't on Cody's level yet because he hasn't been, uh, he hasn't been, uh, uh, you know, winning matches or he hasn't been on on Dynamite often. He's been on, uh, he's been on, uh, on Dark. So I like the fact that they let Sonny Kiss kind of, like, you know, go toe-to-toe with them, with Cody Rhodes. But I like that in storyline, because if you listen to uh, On Anderson's Coach's Corner, he 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 did he he was uh, upset that Cody was wasn't um, was like more showboating during this match more than anything, um, and that he wasn't uh, you know getting getting in on him um, with with the title on the line because he he should be able to win this match within six minutes or less even. And the fact that, like, he allowed uh, Sonny Kiss, someone of his caliber, who hasn't, like, you know, is, is kind of like a lower mid-carder person, kind of got the better of him. Uh, I like that it's playing into the into the storyline because it, it kind of it's, it's a slow burn more to uh, Cody's uh, heel turn that's probably going to end up coming up eventually. You know what I mean? Let me uh, look up uh, Art Anderson's Coach's Corner because it was, it was really good the way he explained it. Um, hold on, um, Arn Ander, hold on a second, Arn, and the thing is they posted this on AEW's burner account because the day it happened, 
the day the 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 day the day it happened um the day that it happened uh it was when uh the official the blue the blue check marks couldn't uh couldn't tweet uh so it had to do it from his uh um on I'm trying to look for the fucking AW hold on hold on AW Coach's Corner. Hold on. Because they, they, they didn't post it on their actual original account. Um, let me see. I can't, I can't find the fucking... Uh, let, me, let, me, let me see. Hold on. July. What was it? July... Fifteenth, right? July. 5th. Okay, hold on again. Um, hold on. A W coaches corner July on July fifteenth, two thousand twenty. Let me see if it comes up. Can't even, dude. This is this is ridiculous, man. I can't even find it. Hold on, let me look at this up. Hold on. It, it was a really good explanation. That's what I'm trying to say. It was it's a really good explanation about it. Um. Yeah, I I can't I can't really I can't really fucking find it, man. What the hell? Let me let, let me uh let me see uh. Yeah, okay, here it is, here it is, here it is. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. This is Arn Anderson's not happy with, uh... Cody's match tonight against Sonny Kiss. What do you think I thought about it? We might as well have lost. My mind, we lost. See what this is? It's a legitimate game plan. We talked about Sonny Kiss being a very interesting challenger. Somebody that can challenge Cody. That didn't mean for Cody to go out there at the first of this match and think he had it won just out there playing grab ass. It's a very serious business. It's a TNT title. Cody knows these things. You know, this is not a partnership between he and I unless he's going to hold his end up. He should have won that match in about six minutes. That's what I had in my head. That's what we prepared for. But you know what? Sonny Kiss didn't come here to get beat tonight. He came here to win, and he came this close to winning. What can we expect next week? You know what? I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag because apparently <laughs> Cody's not up to the challenge, so I'm going to make it a surprise. Thank you. 
See, so yeah, you know, I, 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 I like, I like that. See, I like that the fact that they gave a justified reason for uh, Art Anderson being upset that uh, that Cody that Cody Rhodes uh, didn't beat uh, Sun Kiss um, uh, in time because people will always go, well, if someone's established guy, then why would you be going toe to toe with this person, right? Why would you be going toe to toe with this person? In a way, it helps put Sunny Kiss over, uh, without winning, and then at the same time, you're building a storyline that, but Cody should have, with Cody's like you know being established the way he is, he should have won this match way fucking sooner. So I, I really, I really dug it, man. I really, I really dug the match. The match wasn't even that. The match wasn't that bad. It wasn't like the greatest, but they had some fucking solid fucking strikes. Um, against each other, but, uh, she, uh, he even, uh, did, uh, Cody's move on him, um, you know, he, he did Cody's move on, uh, on, on himself, he got two count for it, but Cody eventually got the, uh, the crossroads on, uh, on Sunny Kiss, and he won, so I thought it was a, that was a good match, you know what I mean, I, I like that, you know, it's, again, and also I should mention that, um, Tully Blanchard was fucking watching, uh, while this was going on as well, by the way, he was watching, uh, and the, they focused on him. And watch, you know what I mean? In you know, he was he was had a he had a mask on, so it's clear it's clear that they're it's clear that uh, they are um, teasing something with 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 Cody Rhodes and Tully Blanchard down the line. And again, it might be a four horsemen like stable, you know, um, uh, FDR versus uh the Lucha Bros, which was uh a real uh, I thought it was a really good match, you know contrasting styles. Uh, they've been one of the teams that uh eight that uh, FDR um, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler have been uh talking about like when they're showing kind of disrespect for the tag teams because they don't think because again the the Lucha Bros don't meet their qualifications of what a fucking tag team is right. So like I I kind of all over I already I I already dig I I already dig I already dig sorry I have it on my background by the way I'm one for one already with the uh um with uh, with WWE booking and thing because Kevin Owens beat Buddy Murphy on the pre-show uh, I'll get into that later whatever but um then uh yeah so uh so yeah so I I I liked uh. Uh, the AEW with FDR and uh, Lucha Bros. Um, again, you should go watch it, but it was a really hard-hitting match. I think uh, Dax, Dax's chest was, like, fucking bleeding from the chops that he was taking from Pentagon at some point. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was really, really, really fucking gr- gruesome. I was kind of I was kind of had in the background while I was doing my podcast of the previous week. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad I, I didn't take long enough to uh, do... Uh, um, um, I, 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 I'm glad I didn't wait for another fucking week to be behind, you know what I mean? It, it'll put pressure off me, you know? Um, hold on one second, let me look at some of the other shit that was going on. So there's some other highlights in this match that I thought were fucking pretty good. Um, let me see, um... Let me look at this right here. I just hate that it goes. Um, I hate that it's it, it fucking goes fucking slow with with, with with what I'm trying to fucking do. Um, 
Hold on. Oh my god. I can, I can never get one fucking site to load properly on my fucking stupid ass iPad. Like, like holy shit. But I should say the ending uh, came when um, I think it was Cash Wheeler. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who it was exactly. But uh, this is what this is, see. This is why I'm so horrible at this shit, man. Um, uh, you know, um, yeah, I think it was yeah, it was Dax. It was Dax. Uh, and and again, you know, th th there was like a block of the powerplex. You know, uh, action, a lot of action to the fucking floor. A lot of high flying. I again, if if you if you like, you know, the traditional style of uh, of the FTR, and you like the high flying style of what they were doing, and actually kind of you know. And again, because like Lucha Lucha Bros are supposed to be the heels, and right now, um, uh, FDR are supposed to be the faces, kind of in a way, because they can. But you know that that they're actually really, really heel. They're just slow burning the fucking he the he the heel shit. But um, Dax, uh, you know, uh, took off uh, Phoenix's mask, and of course that's when he got the he he got a fucking school not schoolboy but like a like you know. Uh, inside cradle kind of shit, and he he won with that way. I I I always dig those ones because you know how the it, they always establish that the the mask is so important, and even the commentators uh pointed out that in Mexico that would be a disqualification for taking off somebody's mask, whatever, uh you know during a match. So it kind of protects the, the the lucha bros while it still makes fucking uh, uh FDR look like a fucking smart team. That you know, kind of outsmarted them, and you know, and we're doing it in traditional style of you know wrestling essentially. So I I dug this match, and then after the match, the Bucks jumped um, Butcher and the Blade, who are still kind of associated with uh, the Lucha Bros. For so I guess like they might as well make it associated because Pac isn't anywhere near right now. So Bucks jumped them and got the, the keys back because for the last couple of weeks, the Butcher and Blade have been uh, they they took. Uh, took the truck hostage essentially for the fucking shit right so they basically won that one and then um uh and then uh what else happened uh no no yeah so then then kenny omega came out with beer to like kind of make a peace offering from like the last week where he kind of dumped the beer out when fdr tried to offer him beer but this time <laughs> i was laughing my head ass off what they call fdr accepted the fucking peace offering and then they, they just opened the beer and they just dumped it on kenny's they just dumped it on Kenny Omega's head, which I fucking found hilarious. You know what I mean? And Kenny Omega just, just there, the way he sold it wasn't the best because like he he let it he let it happen and then he kind of like you know did that like, you know that whole like you know and that that whole high school type of deal where you you overly act when somebody like does something to you you, you gotta be held back by your boys and all that type of shit. I just thought that was fucking kind of jokes, but I, I again I I already I I like how they're building this up between. After, and when like the actual attack fucking happens, it's gonna be it's gonna be really really fucking good. I believe you know I I really think that this is like a good feud that they're building, and also because like it, it's like the 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 Omega and Page are kind of in the mix of this because you know like they're obviously gonna play a part with the fucking titles. You know what I mean I I wonder who's gonna win the fucking will it be the Bucks winning it off of them or will it be the FDR winning it off of them. But next week, Butcher and Blade are going to face the Bucks, so... And again, Butcher and Blade, they really up 
up their game in that eight man tag, and so I'm kind of now looking forward to like them actually being more than what they are before. You know what I mean? I just think they botched their their intro from like the when they debuted as MJF's kind of hitman kind of in a way, and then they, they, they like you know what I mean? You, you should have vignettes for them prior. You know what I mean? Like no one knew who these guys were. Maybe that was the point of it, you know? But I just didn't think the debut was really that good, and. They they didn't really get gaining done against Cody really. Cody just beat them kind of in a way. So it was kind of like okay, what's the point really? Um, Orange Cassidy, I mean, no, sorry, Jericho came out for a promo and he was basically you know um, bragging again. This caused controversy on fucking line because what kind of fifty year old man talks about fucking ratings on on, on the thing is like. Like, do these WWE shills not know? Like, again, listen, I, I'm not really, I don't really care about fucking the whole demo thing. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny name. Instead of Demigod, he calls himself the Demo Guide. I thought that was fucking hilarious. And I, I think maybe that's why they've been focusing on it. I guarantee you that was, like, in the, in, in, in the bag for a while. Like, they're waiting for the right moment to fucking bring that fucking shit out. I I just thought it was I just thought it was funny because like thing is you could point out like if you're gonna go oh this is a fifty year old man doing this on radio okay then I can point out Vince McMahon was like a seventy year old a sixty five year old man on television forcing his employees to kiss his fucking ass on television like you know what I mean like you can do that game with like literally anybody as well like you can really do that game with like oh uh, um what anyone who uh, who WWE who was immature and did something you know what I mean like it's just it's so like like Triple H was like a a a thirty five year old person and he was um uh have uh, making it seem like he was having sex with a fucking corpse with a Katie Vick thing like you know what I mean you can literally point out to anybody who 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 does that kind of shit. Um, so, like, yeah, so he was bringing that up, and then he was basically talking about how, um, it was, like, the highlight of, uh, of Orange Cassidy's career, being in the ring with him, and everyone loved the match, and, like, the executives loved it, the fans loved it, you know, and, 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 and then he states that that's why it's never gonna happen ever again, and, he, and then Orange Cassidy f- comes out, and he's basically in the stands, and there's some audience members, like, gathered around different areas of, of the place, so I guess they're, like, allowing some fans in or something like that but like yeah those people there um but orange cassidy came out and uh um, he doesn't say anything he pretends to go on the microphone but he doesn't really say anything and then uh he basically has and again i'm always sick of these segments the these segments where uh things are dumped from the roof because I, I think because wwe has overdone it i think the first time that they they, they really done that, that done that would look cool was when Kane and Austin were going to do a first blood match, and then you know the visual of like uh, of all this red liquid falling on Austin on the on like on one of the weeks leading up to the match, it looked fucking cool. And then since then they've always gone to that fucking trope, the WWE. So again, this time, I you know, so it wasn't that I was a f- super a fan of this, but I mean it was still entertaining enough because the way Jericho and the Inner Circle were selling it, and you know like when the orange juice from the top fell off with like bunch of oranges as well coming down uh, send i think it was uh send 
is it Ortiz? Yeah, so Ortiz was the one that was fucking slipping like he was Vince McMahon. You know, everyone has to do that whole beer bash thing, you know, over overselling it. And then, you know, Jericho's fucking screaming. He's calling for a towel. He tells Ortiz to get up. He goes, get up, you idiot. And then, uh, and then uh, they pa- someone passes him a towel, and then he wipes his face off with it. And he realizes that, they, that it was a, it, it's a, it's an orange cast. It's a, like a large orange Cassidy towel with Orange Cassidy's face on it, which was uh, was kind of funny, whatever. I thought that was a, kind of a cool segment. I thought t- t- something more would, would be put on. I'm still saying that you know, Jericho needs to fucking go face. I think Inner Circle needs to kick him out when Sammy Guevara returns or something like that, and he needs to take over it. I think they got to get rid of Jericho off the Inner Circle because, again, like they keep losing you know, with him and all that. So, I mean, what's the point really, right? Um, and then, uh, th- then what was the next match? Uh yeah, then the elite uh def- went after. You know, I like the the Jurassic Express did a a serious kind of promo, like not n- n- nothing too jokey because this is like this is not like a laughing matter because the, the Bucks and Omega are credible fucking people, and all of that. I think the uh, you know you know what I mean. So that they, so again, we knew we were gonna see like some more seriousness with them, but you have Marco Stun already with doing the fucking shit. Um, like doing his fucking shit, and I like that Omega was showing healness in 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 his uh in in his interaction with Marco Stunt. Like he was treating him, toying around with them. Like you know what I mean. Like he was like just not taking him seriously in a way. But I like the I like the um I think Lucha, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy were like were, were were really really good in this match. I think one of the main spots was when and this was kind of convoluted. It wasn't like the last week one where it came off a little bit more organic. This one seemed like they were actually like putting in place for it. But like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus helped. Like they assisted uh um Marco Stunt from the outside to do a fucking Canadian destroyer on one of the bucks whatever. And then and then eventually like Omega just fucking won with like you know uh his uh, the one the, the one wing one wing angel thing that he does he and after the fucking match this is where the interesting part comes in uh, Omega just starts fucking pounding on uh, on Marco Stunt um uh, he he, tur- he kind of like in a way of showing healness and they they kind of pulled him off they 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 they, they, they pulled they pulled they pulled him off essentially right and then um. Uh, they pulled him off, and then, uh, um, uh, and then, uh, like, and then Omega tried to apologize, but then, like, Luchasaurus and them didn't want the apology, because, like, they're just chill out right now, but I, I like this, I like that, we're, 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 we're getting the cleaner, we're getting the clean. I, again, I don't know how this is gonna fit in, and I should mention during this match that, uh, uh, FDR were, were, were backstage in the bar area, watching with Adam Page, and you know what I mean, so already, like, you're already kind of, in a way, teasing this kind of thing, I think that, I think that it's gonna be the FDR taking the title, but I, I liked how all this is playing out, I liked that Omega was fucking snapping, uh, I think Omega plays a way better heel than he does a face, um, you know, I can understand why everyone likes to, uh, likes to cheer him, but I think Omega will, the, the thing that made everyone like Omega was his healness, and, you know, I mean, that's what made me took notice of him, for sure, um, let me see what else is next, um, here's something I didn't really care, again, I, I, I don't know where the story's gonna go, but, like, it's like Ali is kind of infatuated with QT Marshall, but he's not there anymore, so, like, already Brandy, who managing Dustin and QT Marshall, doesn't like her. But now her and Brandy are fucking tagging. 
and, you know, they just beat two women jobbers, basically, it wasn't really anything, you know, because, like, again, like, those two are not really the best in the ring, in my personal opinion, but, like, they do, I, I mean, I, I do think Brandy is a good promo, so, I mean, I don't know where this is gonna go, really, because, again, just, I, I mean, I, I, the thing is, like, because Brandy already had the Nightmare Collective, and it didn't go anywhere, right? So already I'm kind of, like, wondering where the fuck Brandy's storylines are going to go. Is it going to be another case of them just dropping this storyline, or is it going to be something where they also, like, again, again, maybe I end up liking this fucking storyline. I don't know, but just right now I don't know a lot. Right now it just seems like her and Allie, because it just seems like Allie just left butchering the blade randomly. I don't know if they're fitting into the long scheme of this thing, you know? Um... Then Nyla Rose came out and uh, she unveiled her new... Again, as I was filming it, as, as, as I was uh, doing my last podcast where I made the suggestion of Vicky Guerrero, then of course Vicky Guerrero ends up being the fucking manager. They have her fucking... They have her... Uh, it has her going, excuse me, in the music. And then it has like a dubstep of it, kind of in a way. It's kind of like a remix of it. I thought it was cool. And she basically established that she's not going to give her game plan away, but... You know, her, she she's going to, like, you know, basically just uh, hyping up that she's going to be a pivotal role in Nyla Rose's career, basically, and for the future. And, again, I'm looking forward to this because I think Vicky Guerrero is uh, an underrated person. She has elevated a lot of people when she managed them, except for Eric Escobar. But, I mean, you can't win them all, right? But, uh, you know, uh, I thought she, she I thought, I, thought, I think it's a good pairing, uh, you know. Um, Vicky Guerrero gives me Marcy Darcy from Mary with Children vibes, basically. You know what I mean? She's like a, 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 a Marcy Darcy when she became like you know a full heel uh, in like in the in the night in like in the in the mid nineties uh, against Al Bundy kind of thing, right? Ever right? So I I I think uh, you know I, I like the way that she like the, the way she laughs when she gets one over on somebody. So like, I I I always I, I wonder if that's her inspiration. By the way, I'm, I'm sure she's a Mary with Children fan. I'm sure that was, like, you know, very, very popular amongst that household in some ways. Um, and then uh, Moxley versus uh, Cage, which, I, yo, I did like this match. And I like that Moxley cut a promo basically saying that he's going to go after Brian Cage's bicep that he came from surgery from. That's why he didn't come right away to AEW because he signed back. Like, again, they announced that he's, he was going to be signing, but then, like, he had surgery done. Uh, on his bicep, and I totally forgot about that, and Moxley brought attention to that, and that's what the match, it was, a, it was a lot of brawling in it, but that's where the match circulated on, was the, um, the, the, the bicep, and I, and again, like, in, towards the end of the match, Moxley has the, 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 the arm bar on him, he has it on tight, he has it fucking on, like, a, perf- a perfect fucking grip, basically, and I thought it was, I thought it was uh, a really, really good way to do, to uh, kind of uh, justify beating him because uh, he didn't really beat Cage. Um, Taz threw the fucking towel in, and I thought that was fucking cool. Like, I, again, I wonder if they're gonna allude to anything about that where Taz actually ends up fucking winning. Like, Taz ends up fucking being taken away from um, Cage, and Cage fucking turns on him. Or is, like, you know, again, they, they're they gonna give an explanation for it, because it was either, like, you know, t- I, you could say Taz did that because he, he didn't want his arm to fucking break more, and it seemed like Cage was not getting 
getting out of it. And so then, you know what I mean? And then and Cage looked like he wanted to still continue afterwards. He was trying to fucking fight afterwards. And I think he tried to attack Moxley. And then Darby Allen came and made the save, who's been doing vignettes. And I guess he's cleared off the whole uh, sexual misconduct thing that he was accused of. I, I mean, if that comes back up again, I don't fucking know. Um, but, uh, he's gonna come back, he came back, and he basically, you know, uh, threw his skateboard at Brian K, so I guess that's the feud where you're gonna go now, with him and, and, and all that, but I would like for them to visit, uh, uh, Cage and Moxley again, the thing is, is, like, they booked themselves into corner, like, you debut these monster guys, and then you put them against them, and again, you, you don't want fucking, uh, Moxley to lose yet, but then, like, it makes the other guy look bad, I, I thought, in in this case and the fucking case with Brody Lee, they even though they lost, that like they still looked like you know like badasses in the process of losing. Even though I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them in that corner just yet. You know what I mean? But I guess who else did you have? You could have had Moxley and MJF maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's where they go next. I don't. I don't know. But I I I dug uh, I dug uh, this match though. I th- th- thought it was like a, a really again because they 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 pointed out that Moxley could not get Cage because Cage is so fucking wide. He could not get him for the uh, for his ele- for, for the elevated DT that he fucking does. Right? What's it called again? I get what is it called? And and I always forget what his move is called in in AEW. But overall, I thought it was a really solid show. I thought it was really, really good. Um, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was like another special event because it's fight for the fallen, so they put it on free television. Um, NXT, I, I liked uh, Keith Lee's promo. He came out and he basically acknowledged that, like, you know, he's gonna be a fighting champion. He gave it away. He told, like, oh shit, like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, um. Uh, you know, I, I um, he gave respect to Tim Brooks, who I think just passed. I could be wrong. I think he did pass. But he was his trainer, and he gave props to him for believing in him. He said that he, he knows that he has all these supporters in the back and all that, but he also has a lot of enemies, and he's going to be a fighting champion. And then he calls out Dominic Dajakovic, who's, like, one of his, like, you know, friend, enemy, kind of, in a way, and he basically, um, you know, th- thanks him or something like that, and then he basically offers him the first title shot for both. I guess they're going to do both fucking things. I don't know how this is going to work out. And are they going to just unify it eventually or something like that? I don't fucking know. But, uh, again, I, I dug it. Um, I dug the opening thing. They actually had ended up having a match. And you know, uh, Keith Lee won. It was a typical. It, it was like it wasn't like their it wasn't like their best showing, but it, it was still impressive. You know what I mean? It was it was still impressive. Uh, I always enjoy Dijakovic and uh, Keith Lee because you know if you've seen some of their matches outside of WWE as well, um, you know uh, it, it's it's it was it, they have good chemistry together. So again, that was the first title shot. I guess they're trying to give Keith Lee all these title shots, right? To put title shots because I think he's gonna lose it to carry and cross i don't i unfortunately i don't think it's going to be a long fucking reign uh, i hope i hope i'm wrong by the way because after the match scarlet bordeaux came out and she brought out the fucking uh the clock that uh, keith lee dropped backstage um uh, you know like to show disrespect to carry and cross she brought that out and put it in the ring like his time is done and then carry and cross and uh, uh and uh um and uh um 
Dominic Dijakovic, they they had a competition ba- um, backstage, and I guess it adds a personal fe- a personal vendetta now because that's Keith Lee's friend that you just beat up, and he has respect for that guy. But he basically destroyed him. I thought it was kind of cheesy when Karrion Cross just goes TikTok, and then he just walks away. It's like okay, dude, you could have just been silent; it would have been fine afterwards. You know what I mean? We we got the hint that you're a badass. But I, you know, again, I, I, I liked, I like how they're how they're building him up and all that. But I just, I don't know, man. I, I kind of want Keith Lee to keep it longer, and then again, like you know, what I mean, like you're, you're kind of booking yourself into a corner because then it's like, do you want Keith Lee to still win, or do you like, you know, already beat Karrion Cross, you know? But we'll see what fucking happens. Um, Priest defeated Grimes. This was a a really really good. This was like a, one of their better matches, I guess. I thought Grimes was on his way to uh, doing something else now, but I guess they had to finish this feud. They had to finish it somehow, right? Um, let me let me see this for a second. Hold on one second. Uh, NXT results. I I want to see how the match ended again. I just want to you know. Hold on. Hold on. But I I I like the I but, but I like the promo with 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 the uh, with, with with him though you know. Um. Hold on. Hold on one second. Um. Yeah, no, so yeah, um, he set up the cyclone kick with a second rope reckoning for the win, basically. Afterwards, uh, he, um, he, uh, and then he promised that he was coming for the winner of Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. So I guess, like, this is going to be another TV, uh, another TV match, I guess. I was really hoping that Grimes would fucking just, you know, because I, listen, I, I, I like uh, the former Punisher Martinez, I like Damian Priest, right? But I'm seeing more lately. I've been seeing more upside with Cameron Grimes than I have with Damian Priest, in my personal opinion. You know what I mean? And you know, it just seems like they they have too many of those guys, like too many of those giant, like you know, big guys that are doing agile type of moves and all that. Between Dijakovic, Punishment Martinez, and Keith Lee and all that. You know what I mean? And I and, and I and I, I the thing is, like, I don't know. It just seems like. He's, I don't know. Just see, I just, I'm, I'm not really buying into the priest in, uh, in, in the, in, in this, in this form right now. You know, I'm not really, I'm not really buying into it right now. As you know, but, I mean, listen. I mean, I guess you get Keith Lee some wins before you know something fucking big really happens. You know what I mean? Like you, you'll get him some wins before he has to lose it to Carrion Cross. I guess you know, um. Thatcher, Thatcher had another segment where he did a Thatcher, that Thatcher, Thatcher can a segment, you know, and he's basically talking shit to Oni Larkin, and he's refusing to let go of a Fuji armbar, and then he actually, I thought that was going to be it for him, but he actually had a match with the with the job with the jobber guy, uh, I can't remember the jobber's name now, I'm sorry, man, uh, uh, but uh, he made easy work with them, he won with the Fuji armbar, Fujiwar armbar, and then he wouldn't let it go, and then Oni Larkin came out. I'm still hoping that Danny Birch and uh, Thatcher fucking actually just end up joining him, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not too sure about if that's going to end up happening or not, you know? 
I, I really don't. But uh, I, I thought, you know, I'm so far I'm liking Thatcher. I, I'd wish that, you know, they'd give him the fucking push for an, an NXT uh, title shot or a North American title shot. I, I, I hope they don't make a fucking habit of keeping them together, the, 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 the title together. I think they need to be separated again at some point. I don't know how you do it. I, I was thinking that I really thought they were going to fucking make him... Uh, um, um, uh, maybe do a tournament for it because you know, like the Ultimate Warrior thing when he when he won. But again, I don't know if uh, you know Keith Lee, because again, because it, it seems like it seems like the the pattern is that Keith Lee is just going to keep defending both of them at the same time. You know what I mean? But I mean, who knows really? Um, then we had Indy Hartwell. I mean, I I, I think I've seen. I, I'm, I could be sworn she's been around for a while, but I I again, I, I let me, let me see. Um, hold on one second, Indy Hartwell. Was she in the May Young tournament? Was she in the May Young? I could have sworn. Let me see where she was. Hold on. Um, I'm trying to look at where else. Cause I know. I know. I've seen her. Um, Uh, I could have sworn she was in Evolve or something like that. Yeah, that's right. I saw. I saw it. I saw. I saw it in an Evolve match, but she was fighting uh, Shotzi Blackheart, and she 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 won because uh, Shotzi got distracted by. Robert Stone and Aaliyah. Robert Stone's walking around in a fucking big ass boot for a cast, basically, because he got run over with that fucking thing, with that uh, with that tank, whatever. I thought that was funny. I'm actually enjoying the storyline a lot fucking more than I thought I would. But again, me, again, these people are getting fluke fucking wins. These people are getting fluke fucking wins, and uh, uh, and uh, and then Robert Stone can capitalize on it. So I mean, maybe Indy Hartwell ends up joining joining his brand as well. I still don't know what the hell happened to Ch- Chelsea Green. She had that one match where she teamed with Charlotte, and she was a winner. And then she thought she was big shit. I wonder if she's gonna fit into this program somehow uh, at some some point because she hasn't been seen since then. I wonder if she maybe she's one of those people that got COVID. I don't know. Hopefully not. But you know, I I assume anyone who just disappears off television for a bit might be one of those people that have it. You know, um, the still the Santos Escobar um promo where he's like sitting. I think I I want to say it, it was his mansion. But like they're sitting in a house basically, and they're, he's drinking, you know, sc- drinking out liquor basically, uh, out of a glass with like you know ice was in it I think, and he's basically you know talking about their accomplishments of what they did last week, and then he's also saying that he's gonna change that they're gonna change the perception of La- of lucha libre, and I- I'm I'm continuously digging this uh, storyline. I'm continuously digging where they're going with it. It seems like it's way too big for the cruiserweight division. But at the same time, I'm glad that the cruiserweight division is getting like a a, a really a really deep seated character. Like you know, what I mean, it's not just like oh, he's a cruiserweight champion. He's gonna just have like some typical feud that's in the storyline with him. You know what I mean? It's like an actual. It's an actual fucking. It's an actual fucking like storyline, and you know, there's more development going on with it. And it feels something that could just transition 
out of just being a cruiserweight thing. It can also be a North American title thing. It can be an NXT champion thing. So it, he doesn't seem like he's like lower. He seems like a main event guy. He seems like a main event guy just like Karrion Cross does. But he's a cruiserweight champion. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, actually, I'm getting. They should have been doing this from the get-go with uh, the, the cruiserweight. They should have been on NXT. It, you wouldn't have the stigma against the cruiserweight type division. It should have honestly should have been a part of NXT from the get go, in my personal opinion. But again, you know they wanted to fucking take their fucking time with that shit. Um, and then the main event was Io Shirai uh, and uh, and uh, and Tegan Knox. And again, you know Tegan Knox did really really well in this match. I I you know what I mean again it, she wasn't my choice for the win. I thought I thought this was gonna be the next pay per view match, or next takeover match or whatever. But I guess they wanted to just do it. For television, which was fucking cool with me, I guess. I mean, uh, you know, have her beat a bunch of people. At least you gave Tegan Knox a fucking shot at the title. She ended up looking good in the fucking match to begin with. She looked like she actually belonged in the match with Io Shirai. And it gives Io Shirai just another uh, another clean fucking definitive win. Because, um, again, you don't know how WWE is going to book this where they're going to make her lose anytime soon. I, I still get worried with some of these people when they might lose their fucking titles and all that type of shit, right? So, like, with Asuka or Io Shirai, I'm already... Like, oh, they're going to give it back to Rhea Ripley or something like that. But I really I really hope that Candice LeRae gets a fucking title shot. But it seems like, um, from what I can tell from what happened afterwards, it's going to be Dakota Kai that's the next person feuding with her. Because after Io Shirai won her match with Tegan Knox, which, by the way, you should go out of your way to watch. It was a really good fucking match. Um, uh, after the match, as it was closing... It ain't even let you breathe. Just right away, she's um, celebrating at the top of the at the ramp area, and all of a sudden, uh, Dakota Kai runs out and uh, you know uh, just boots her. And part of me wouldn't be surprised if maybe Dakota Kai won because you have uh, you have because you have because you have, um, uh, because you have uh, Raquel Gonzalez on her side. So uh, that would give her the advantage of, you know, having to overcome some danger because now you can do some really cool stuff with, the, you know, Dakota, with the Ayo Shirai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, like, kind of helping. And the way that, you know, she, she's been, like, able to work with people that are fucking, you know, um, that are good sellers and all that type of shit. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like um, uh, uh, Io Shirai working working a match against Raquel Gonzalez on the build up to that match would be fucking good for Io Shirai to I don't know again you, again I don't know if they want to keep Raquel Gonzalez fucking credible or she's gonna be kind of the heavy her uh, Dakota Kai's heavy that can afford to take losses essentially for her for her but I think with her as a factor. I think it it would be smart if uh, I mean I wouldn't say you should let her beat Io Shirai, but I mean like the thing is and like it kind of makes Raquel Gonzalez as a threat look kind of foolish if she can't help ensure that Dakota Kai can win. You know what I mean? That's why I, I was actually surprised because again I thought Dakota Kai and Raquel would be perfect for just c- continuing to do the tag team division stuff and working towards that, but, I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, but, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, Dakota, I'm glad there's new, there's new blood being put into the fucking 
title the, the, the title picture other than uh you know that you know for a while with charlotte there and rhea ripley for a bit it just seemed like i don't know it, the matches were good and everything like that but it just seemed like oh they're just gonna keep it around charlotte or Char- charlotte hasn't done anything i'm actually glad that io shirai is uh you know still uh Still winning, you know, um, Io Shirai is still fucking winning and she's getting pushed. But I, I really do hope that Candice LeRae and um, Io Shirai get to fucking have a title feud. Uh, I think that deserves a title feud because their match in Toronto was really one of the best fucking women matches I've seen. It was really fucking good, man. It was really, really fucking good. And that wasn't even for a title, so uh, I, I look forward to that match. Even, you know... But anyways, listen, I'm going to go catch... Uh, um, uh, extreme rules. I'm already seven forty p.m. It's already two matches in there, and by the way, I I think what what's my record right now? Hold on. I said Owens is gonna win. I said Cesaro and Knock are gonna win, and I said so again. I'm already two for two on both ends of that, and then I said yeah, and I said Bailey. So I'm th- I'm three for I'm three for three with with how I would book it and how WWE would book it. But yeah, again, I'll I'll cover that later on, I guess, uh, tomorrow probably, if I can ever get done my other shit, whatever, but we'll see what happens then, alright? Anyways, take it easy, uh, enjoy Extreme Rules Horror Show, it's already in process already, so, peace out.